Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, we are believing God that God is touching people all over Europe today in Jesus' Name and that God can avert a war that will cost the lives of thousands and thousands of people and a lot of love from South Africa, from Africa to all our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, in Russia. We know many of you don't want this war and we are praying for peace in your country over Russia. We pray that your leaders come to their senses and that peace will prevail because that is what Jesus Christ to bring. So love from South Africa to all our brothers that have run to Poland. Many people watching in Poland this morning. We love you. We pray for you. We know that God is a faithful God. Welcome to our TBN viewers. TBN yet to One Gospel. Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online, Correctional Facilities. Come on people all over Africa, nations all over our world. This is our time to arise and shine and be unashamed for Jesus Christ and bring our world to God. Can you say amen? Give the Lord one more praise today in Jesus' Name. Hallelujah. Before you take your seat this morning, I want you to lift your two hands like this and I want you to do this like like you're in gym this morning, okay? But you're going to say it like this. Say, I feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel great. Now say it again, say, I am happy, I am healthy, and I'm doing great in Jesus' Name. Give the Lord a praise, hallelujah. Take your seats, please. I want to continue to talk to you about the great reset. I believe that God is doing something great in the lives of many people in our church and all over um, the nations of the world that are watching us. I believe we need a spiritual reset, which is happening to many of you. Uh, God doesn't meet you at a place of lukewarmness and mediocrity. And a lot of people during this lockdown have accumulated a lot of stuff. And I am so proud to hear of how many people of you have been baptized. We've had thousands and thousands of people baptized in the last two weeks. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for that. That is something great, amen. People that have decided that I'm gonna do this right and I'm gonna live this life for the glory of God. And some of you already have had fires, not to have bright place, but to go burn your stuff, I've heard. And uh, big shout out to you. We are gonna have a big fire here tonight. So bring your dacha, your marijuana, your depression, write it on a piece of paper and you are going to burn it tonight because Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, the Bible says it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Somebody shout freedom. So whilst spiritual freedom is number one, I want to talk about mental freedom. Because if you, if you think bound, you are going to live bound. If you think depressed, you are going to live depressed. If you think happy, you are going to be happy. So not only do we need spiritual transformation, we need our minds to be reset. And that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. He Proverbs 23 verse 7, the Bible says, As he thinketh, 
so is he. Where the mind of man goes, he will follow. <laughs> I mean, you followed your mind to church this morning or you stayed at home based on a thought this morning. You feel happy, it starts with a thought. As a matter of fact, everything starts with a thought. I wanna say that again. Where the mind goes, the man or the woman will follow. Your thoughts are powerful. And if we wanna see God's freedom and God's victory in our lives, we are going to have to push the reset button in our minds as well. We're gonna to have to think differently. We're gonna to have to retrain our minds to think the thoughts of God so we can live this life that Jesus promised us. And I'll show you this morning from the Bible how powerful your thoughts are. You think wrong thoughts, you will live a wrong life. It is a new thought that will set you on a new course. Now, I many of you have been baptized. Tonight, we're gonna to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're gonna be filled with the Holy Ghost. But we need change up here as well. Very often, it's not the enemy out there that is hijacking your life, but it's the enemy. It is the thoughts we think, because your thoughts will determine your altitude and your altitude will determine your life or your thoughts will determine your attitude. Your attitude will determine your altitude. So we have to take our thoughts serious because thoughts always lead somewhere. You think miserable thoughts, you're miserable. You think happy thoughts, you're happy. I mean, somebody once said, you can't stop a bat from flying over your head, ladies, but you can stop it from settling in your head, right? So thoughts come to all of us. We have to control our thoughts or our thoughts will control us. We have to not only get rid of bad thoughts, we have to replace bad thoughts with good thoughts. All of you are sitting there thinking. You are thinking thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. And a wrong thought will set you on a wrong path. A wrong thought will lead you in a, to a wrong place. So we have to understand the importance and the power of our thought life according to the Word of God. Colossians chapter three, or Romans chapter eight, the Bible says in verse five, for those who live according to the flesh, that is according to this world, set their mind on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, set their mind on things of the Spirit. Now, what is the, what is the things of the Spirit? Everybody say the Word of God, amen. So yes, the key. He has the thoughts we should be thinking if we want the life that God has for us. We have to think these thoughts because these thoughts will produce what God intends for them to produce in our lives. So uh, a lot of people receive their healing and then they lose their healing because they think negative thoughts. A lot of people are struggling in life, not living in joy, peace and experiencing righteousness because of wrong thinking. I call it stinking thinking. We have to renovate our minds. It doesn't help, we just change the inside. Because when you get saved, what happens is God transforms your spirit, but you still have the same mind. You think the same thoughts, you have the same desires, 
you have the same experiences, you have the same emotions, we have to change that, which is the journey of sanctification, which is your part, by the way. So I, I, I wish sometimes I could pray for, for, for people and cast out their mind. You cannot. You can cast out a devil, you cannot cast out a negative mindset. You have to renew a negative mindset. So in, in verse 6, he says, uh, for the things of the Spirit, for, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what life, that word life, again, is zoe. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Everybody say above. No, I said everybody behind your mask. Soon and very soon, we are going to be delivered from our masks. Soon and very soon, like in America. Come on, President. We are going to be delivered from our masks. Amen. Oh, say amen in Jesus' name. Come on. I flew back from Durban after doing a conference there last week. I spoke to a lady. I always talk to people. And she said, oh, I've grown to love my mask. I said, and if they remove masks, are you going to keep a mask? She says, yes, I'm keeping it. You know why? I'm not criticizing her because it's a nice way to hide. So we're coming out of hiding. Amen. I'm going to see all your beautiful faces again, your smiling faces and your joyful faces in Jesus' name. We're going to be delivered from this in Jesus' name because this pandemic is over. I just hope every person will realize that and allow us to just be free in Jesus' name. I'm outspoken, was never a fan of this nonsense and never ever will be. It's caused a lot of damage to God's kingdom. We have to get people back in Jesus' name. So he says, if you were then raised with Christ, so when you get saved, you are raised with Christ. It's no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. That means I don't set my mind on my culture. I don't set my mind on my history. I set my mind on my new life. My Christ life, which is above. I set my mind on things above, not on the issues on this world. I set my mind. I set my mind. When the world is shaken, I don't get shaken. I set my mind. When people comes with racial division, I set my mind on things above. On what? On Christ. On the life I have in Christ. Because in Christ I have been made alive. I have new ability, liberty, identity, vitality, equality. In Christ I have God potential. In Christ I can. In Christ I'm an overcomer. In Christ I'm victorious. In Christ I'm a winner. Come on. Oh, come on, give the Lord a praise this morning in Jesus' Name. Hallelujah. So if you think thoughts of defeat, you're going to live in defeat for the rest of your life. If you think thoughts of entitlement, that's where you're going to live. If you think thoughts of a victim, you'll always blame somebody else for where you are. So Christ has come to set you free. No matter your past, no matter your pain, you have a future and a hope because Jesus Christ comes to relocate you by transforming you. Say amen today in Jesus' Name. 
So he says, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died. Hello? You died. Hello? Well, I'm not happy. You died. I don't feel you died. You died when you came to Jesus Christ and you became a new creature. So that's where your mind should be, on your Christ life. Not on your black life or your white life or your yellow life or your pink life or white lives matter or black lives matter or yellow lives matter. You should have your mind. There I offended somebody on purpose. You need to have your mind on Christ in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not on your ancestor. For you died and your life is hidden with who? With Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue, what is virtue? Moral excellence. If there's anything praiseworthy about what you hear, meditate on those things. Why does God say that? Because He knows what you meditate upon will determine who you become. Think about it, the people you hang out with, how they influence you. The Bible says evil communications corrupt good morals. The people you hang out with, the music you listen to, the programs you watch, the news you listen to. How did this whole world become gripped by fear in less than a month? How? By CNN. That told all of us to be afraid. And what did our minds say? Not my mind, your minds. What did your minds say? Be afraid. I'm afraid. Even now, people don't want to come to church because they are afraid, because they decided to be afraid. That doesn't mean that the pandemic wasn't real, but we quickly figured out how this thing operated and we quickly knew how to control this. And by the way, South Africa, <laughs> what should I say it? Um, never got affected by this um, Omicron because we naturally built a herd immunity. I mean, if we overcame HIV, why were we ever afraid of this? Because the world told us, be afraid. Everybody told us, be afraid. Every doctor, second doctor was afraid. Everybody was afraid. So people stayed at home and they still stay at home because they are afraid. Right? I mean, if there was no television, you would not know what's happening in Ukraine this morning. If there was no television, you would never know there was a pandemic. So what we expose ourselves, listen, determines what we think. And what we think determines what we believe. 
And what we believe determines how we act or react. As the Bible says, God, your heart more than anything else. And your heart is where your spirit and soul comes together. God doesn't only talk about your spirit. When you go to heaven one day, it's not just your spirit man that goes to heaven. It's your spirit and soul together. Your, 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 you, your personality. So people go through experiences in life. Jesus comes to heal the broken heart, but they still have a pattern of negative thinking. And if something happens like a computer, they go into de default mode like this, automatic. So that destroys their lives. It destroys marriages. It destroys um, relationships because they've never renovated, changed, renewed the program that controls them. Born again, tongue talking, but they've never changed their minds. Because when you change your mind, you change your life. I said, when you change your mind, you change your life. That's why you, you need to be so careful, and I'll say it again, who you hang out with. Because if you hang out with people whose values are worldly, soon your values will become worldly. Soon you will gauge your self-esteem based on what those people think about you. And uh, it really doesn't matter what other people think about you, it matters what you think about you. It doesn't matter whether, whether other people doubt you, your self-doubt is the worst thing that can happen in your life. It doesn't matter how other people see you, it matters how you see yourself. Because how you see yourself will determine ultimately how other people see you. As a man, woman thinketh, so is he. You watch some people, they walk with stooped shoulders, they don't carry themselves, or they seek attention all the time, or whatever. It's because really they don't have a good, I wanna call it a self-image, because that sounds worldly, but it is a self-image, which is rooted in your Christ identity. So let's then talk about a Christ image for those of you that are wanting to stone me for saying self-image. Your Christ image, where you actually like yourself. How many of you like yourself? <laughs> How many of you love yourself? How many of you are in love with yourself? Narcissism, I'm gonna deliver you. You're gonna love yourself, you can't be in love with yourself. Because you're gonna drown in the pool. You don't feel good about yourself, you're not gonna make anybody else feel good. You watch people with a bad self-image, they always put other people down. Why? Because in putting people down, they feel that's the way they lift themselves. In criticizing others, it makes them feel better about themselves. Have you watched people? There's no ugly people, but some people that are not so pretty. Criticize the woman that is pretty. Because it makes themselves feel better. Okay, let me not go down there. So we are instructed, listen, we are the gatekeepers of our own minds. Your mind is your garden. If you allow pollution to come into your mind, you will live a polluted life. Are you listening? So all of us, before we got saved, our minds were polluted by the world. Now we are born again. The Bible says we have to realize we're three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. So you present your body. That's what we do in baptism. You present your body a living sacrifice 
Your spirit man is saved. God lives in your spirit. What is the key for you to live the life that God has for you? Now it's your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, which you now have to spend time in the Word to renovate your mind, to think the thoughts of God. If you treat this book with disdain and disrespect, you'll always think like people in the world. You'll talk in tongues, you'll sit in the church, but you'll have the conversation of people in the world. Now watch what the Bible says, Paul again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three to five, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds. Where are those strongholds? He's not talking about a demonic stronghold over Pretoria. He's talking about a stronghold that controls you. And that stronghold is not a demon, it's a mindset. Your mindset. I'll prove it. He goes on. He says, casting down arguments. Imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. Everybody say every thought. You know, I'm going slow here because this is so important. Does every thought mean every thought? Does every thought mean every thought? He says bringing every thought. Every thought that comes to your mind, you should go test with a mirror image of God's Word, the mirror. Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, every thought. I mean, how many thoughts have you thought since you're sitting here? All of you have assessed me. I've got a what color shirt on? Black shirt, you've seen it, right? A yellow tie, you've seen it, right? You've all assessed, you're thinking, you're listening, you're reasoning, you're arguing while I'm preaching, you're debating, you're justifying, you're repelling, you're not liking. Because when truth comes, it has to go through the filter of your mind, which we know is a paradigm, the dominating program of your mind. You filter everything you hear through your paradigm. I like it, I don't like it. Reject it, don't reject it. Like a computer, you program. You're programmed by the world. You're programmed by your experiences, your culture, your upbringing, your background, your hurts, the good, the bad, and the ugly you've been experienced. So now your spirit man is born again, but you don't just relate to God spiritually, do you? No, you relate to God emotionally, mentally, and intellectually as well. So if you were taught that God is an angry God, Every time this preacher says, God wants to bless you, your mind says, I don't believe it. I don't believe in this feel good message. I don't believe in this, God wants to heal everybody. I don't believe, because you've been programmed by religion to believe that God uses sickness to teach people lessons. You've been taught for 20, 30, 40 years, certain things about God, which is your dominant image that you have of God. So when you hear anything that's opposite to that, you have a challenge. You either do what the Bible says in James 1 verse 21, receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save your soul, or you allow that paradigm, that program to rebut. And that is where you're gonna stay. 
because you've allowed your experiences to define your personality. You've allowed your experiences to determine your beliefs. And those beliefs are your thoughts that control you about every area of your life. Do you realise that your thoughts control everything in your life? How you raise your children, how you discipline your children, how you talk to your children, how you talk to people. Everything is a decision. How you go to work, your attitude at work, gossiping about somebody else started with a thought. The Bible says we have to take every thought captive and bring it to obedience of Christ. If you then were raised with Christ, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on Christ. What is that? I'm a new creature. I'm born again, I'm justified, I'm holy, I'm sanctified, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, sometimes people expect God just to do something to get sin out of them. Yes, God changes you when you are born again and He takes the sin nature out, but we still have to deal with your mind because your mind have certain grooves which scientists will tell you, certain thinking patterns that have to be rebuilt, reconstructed, renovated. And that takes a lot of time. Not the prophet waving his hand over you and saying, have a new mindset. So as much as we need God's power, more than that, the New Testament, Paul talks about the renewal of the mind, reconstructing your mind. Because your minds can limit the plan of God in your life, your thoughts, not God's thoughts, your thoughts. Think about Gideon, when God came to him, Gideon was hiding, Judges chapter six, and the Lord greets him. And the Lord says, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And I'm sure Gideon looked around and he thought who God was talking to, but it was him. And we know the conversation that God has with Gideon. He says, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel. And Gideon says, how can I? I am the least of the weakest in all of Manasseh. Who told him that? Whoever told the child that that child is white? Whoever told any person that they were black? Now don't fall out of your seat now. Who told you? Because when God looks at you, He doesn't see your skin pigmentation. Do you realize that? You know that God looks at you, He doesn't see your skin color. Get over it, do you understand that? When God looks at you, He sees Christ in you because the Bible says He doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't even see the colour of your skin. He sees the faith in your heart and your obedience to His Word. So if you're gonna allow these politicians to create your prevailing mindset for the rest of your life, you're gonna have problems. If you're gonna wait for a deliverer, on a red horse to come and deliver you and bring freedom to you, you're gonna wait a long time because Jesus already came 2,000 years ago to bring freedom and liberty for the captive in Jesus' Name. That means no matter your background, educated, uneducated, you have a future, you have a hope because God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Come on, give the Lord a praise, that's a good time in Jesus' Name.
See, the devil wants you to focus on the flesh. God wants you to focus on the spirit. Are you listening? (laughs) I say things that get me in trouble and it's good. But those people who put their confidence in the flesh in a previous system, many of them are in trouble today because the system failed. Those people are putting their confidence in a system based on color are going to be disappointed in the long run because it cannot secure your future. I'm not saying we don't have to address and redress things. I'm saying you better live a life above that and have your faith in God and what Jesus already did for you because your life is hidden with Christ in God. So if you wanna talk to me as a white man, I'm not listening to you because I'm not white. You are colorblind, my brother. There's nothing white about me. I'm pink, I'm colored, I'm a little lighter than you. Get over it in Jesus' Name, right? So if you don't control your thoughts, your thoughts can, can, can create chaos in your life. Your thoughts determine everything in your life. Your emotional disposition, your attitude towards your work, how you see the future of South Africa, And when God sent those 12 spies to go spy out the land, He said, I'm giving you a land of milk and honey. They came back, they said, it's a good land, but it's not a petrol high coming. Eskom promises and they don't deliver. Continued corruption. We can look at these giants and we can become hopeless. Or we can see the land of promise and say, This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, I have a future and I have a hope in Jesus' Name. I'm not gonna be overwhelmed by the unemployment statistics. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I choose to say what God says. I'm not gonna agree with the statistics. I'm gonna change the statistics by being part of the solution in the Name of Jesus Christ. But when those 10 spies came back, what did they say in Numbers chapter 13, verse 30? So when they came with a negative report, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and he said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able, hallelujah, to possess it. You talk about some people that have no belief because they are defeated in their minds. They don't believe they can thrive. They don't believe they can prosper. They don't believe they can overcome. And yet others are thriving and prospering without taking bribes. With God's favour and God's blessing upon their lives, they choose to believe what God says and they don't allow their thoughts to neutralise the promises of God. Negative thinking. Listen and watch. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able. How many people today, and I don't talk to people like this, when they open their mouths, they don't have a good thing to say about South Africa. Well, I have many good things to say about South Africa. I don't have any good thing to say about this lockdown. I was opposed to it from day one, except when I sat with the president, I said, I agree for the first five months or five weeks or three months until we understand this. But beyond that, it became a draconian control 
nothing else. You can debate till kingdom come, cannot be justified. It caused more damage than good. Emotionally, suicides, depression, job losses, etc., 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 etc. But for South Africa, I have a lot of hope that we have a great future, etc., that God will put the right people in power in South Africa that will take care of the people in South Africa that will actually serve the people of South Africa. So I have a lot of hope about the future of South Africa, not negative. I don't like this control. I don't like this world order, which is clear, which wants to destroy countries and turn them into socialist states, which want to make people dependent on social grants, which robs people of their potential and identity in Christ. Thank you for your enthusiasm this morning. I know some of you may never come back again, but you're gonna be so mad that you're actually gonna go tell the truth to your friends, okay? I mean, if this offends you, you should have been in Ukraine this morning. You watch those people and they um, have to run for their lives with their children and they have a smile on their face. Some people have a maid working in the house, they have 10 cars, they have everything going for them and they're always complaining. Other people have nothing, they're happy. Change your attitude, change your attitude. Be grateful for what you have, be thankful. So they come and they say, we're not able to go up against the people for they're stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in theirs. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in theirs. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Your belief about yourself, you radiate out there all the time. Your belief attracts certain things to you. These people had God with them. Miracles, pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, they had everything. But in their minds. They were grasshoppers. And my brother, my sister, it doesn't matter your education, the colour of your skin. Grasshoppers never eat grapes. You watch people that have many degrees struggle today. You watch people that are highly educated struggle today, etc. I'm not saying we don't have challenges. There are challenges, but we can go through these challenges. We're not gonna go through these challenges just with a Shandai, a Hyundai, and a tie my bow tie. We are going to have to reset our minds to think the thoughts of God. As Paul writes a salutation to the church and he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. I pray above all things, it's a greeting but it's a greeting from God. He says, I pray above everything that you may prosper, that you may succeed in life and be in health physically just as your 
soul prospers. Your mind has a great impact on your life. Your thoughts control every aspect of your life. We're going to stay here for a few weeks and we're going to talk about renovating your mind. And we're going to get into the Bible and you're going to get disciplined and you're going to do your Bible reading every day and stop treating this book like something that is not important. This is the only instrument on planet Earth that has the power to reconstruct your mind and change the spirit of your mind to think the thoughts of God so that you can live the life that God has for you. I traveled Africa, I went to um, Congo, and it's a great conference, and people are doing miracles and everything, but everybody's poor. Everybody's struggling, but there's miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And it was my time to talk. I thought, must I now also do miracles? God said, no, no, no. He said, teach them to think right. Amen. Teach them to think right. Teach them to think right. Because a new thought will set you on a new course. Right thinking produces right living. Righteous thinking produces righteous living. Because the dominant thought of your mind will gradually manifest itself in physical manifestation. If you're struggling with inferiority, you always are gonna try and find affirmation. And people do crazy things to try and fit in. They have conversations to try and fit in. They do things to fit in. And Paul says, no, 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 no. If you're raised with Christ, you're better than that. Set your mind on things above. Whether you live in a mansion or whether you live in a, in a, in a, in a shack, it doesn't matter. You're a child of the living King. You're a royal priesthood. You have royal blood on the inside of you. You're a chosen generation. Come on. You are a, a child of the King. Carry yourself with dignity. Walk tall. And when you go for that job interview, you walk into that place as if you own the company in the Name of Jesus Christ. And you will see they're gonna employ you and you're gonna deliver the goods because you are gonna carry Christ wherever you go. You're gonna live the Christ life in Jesus' Name. Oh, come on. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. This releases me from all my limitations and it sets me in a place of unlimited victory where Jesus Christ has intended to take me in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Take your seat for a moment. The greatest reset. First, the heart of man that has to be transformed. Once that heart is transformed, for those of you that are still wrestling with this baptism issue, Leister man, Leister, 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 Leister. As you know, no geraamtes het, kom begraaf jou geraamtes. Hou opdink en doen. Some of you have to go back to that water grave and you have to go bury that old self. And you have to get rid of your marijuana and all the other things that are messing you up. 
I spoke to my steering committee pastors and a lot of people think I'm a white man. I don't understand certain cultural issues like ancestral worship, etc. I actually do because I actually also have ancestors. Not Jan van Riebeek, but President Bolsov van die Vrijstaat. I understand our ancestors. And we honor our fathers, our grandfathers, our grandmothers, our uncles, our aunts, etc. But we don't pray to them. Listen, listen before you fall out of your seat. Because we do Bible. We don't mix. Listen, 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 listen. We don't mix our ways with Christ. <laughs> we don't mix Jan van Riebeek with Christ. We don't mix culture with Christ. It doesn't mean we don't celebrate culture, diversity, that it's beautiful. It doesn't mean we don't celebrate language, but we don't allow that to determine our identity. So whether you listen to Kosa music, Afrikaans, it's not the issue. It's not the issue, but should not be the controlling factor of your life. You are a new creature. You are a new creature. I said you are a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And by the way, you know, I'll say this in this dangerous territory. I had a dream once where my brother spoke to me and he actually didn't speak to me. It was a dream. So deception runs parallel to truth. I had a dream after he died that I saw him and he spoke to me in the dream. Was it my brother that spoke to me? No. It was a dream. Read your Bible, brother, because Jesus said, Lazarus and the rich man, when that rich man said to Father Abraham, which is Old Testament, when people died, they went to Abram's bosom, one of the four compartments of hell, before Jesus led captivity captive and took people into the presence of Jesus. Nobody could go there until Jesus sprinkled His blood on the mercy seat. So there was a place of comfort, which is called Abram's bosom or, or paradise, right? So the two people die, they're both in hell, but the one is in paradise, the other one is in a place where you are awaiting the white throne judgment and they talk to one another. He talks to Father Abraham. He says, I have five brothers. Can I please go to them and warn them? What did Abraham say? No one can pass from the dead and go back to the living. That's the Bible. Me, not me, it's the Bible. So my brother cannot come and talk to me. He cannot. As much as he's sitting in that grandstand in heaven and sometimes scratches his head and he thinks, hey man, what do you know? Because <laughs> he's sitting there. He cannot, according to the Bible, come back and talk to me. According to the Bible, Bible, Bible. According to the Bible, 
Why do I say this? Because when we're running trouble, we want solutions. And sometimes the solution is closer than you think. It's between your ears. You have to renew your thinking. You have to change your mind. You have to change your perceptions. You have to get God's thoughts in your mind. Put on the helmet of salvation. Are you listening to me this morning? Huh? Amen. Any questions? Listen, don't write me stupid messages on Facebook because my, I have people actually that see those messages. So don't as a lady write me a message and say, ooh, I think you're very whatever. My media department sees that. So please, for your own embarrassment, don't write something like that. It's not cool. Secondly, don't write hate mail because we don't read it. We flush it down the toilet where you belong. You understand? I love you enough to tell you the truth. Amen. He is Lord of all. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. This morning, we heard Pastor Ad preach and he said, it's a mind shift. It's a heart shift. This morning, you listened to the sermon and there was something tugging at your heart saying, I need to make right with God. You know that you know that if you were to die today, you don't know and you're not sure where you're gonna be in heaven or in hell. Today, we wanna give you that opportunity. This is not a game. This is the most important time of the service. So with believers praying, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving in this place. God is here today to meet with you. The Bible says, today is the day of salvation. No one comes to the Father except through Him, the door, Jesus Christ. Pastor Ad said, we need to make up our mind. The first thing, the first decision that every single person needs to do is to decide, Jesus, I will follow You. I will lay down my life, pick up my cross and follow You. And then I become a new creation. So this morning, we wanna give you that opportunity. We wanna say, today is the day of salvation. Make right with God today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, right there where you are, just say, Jesus, I wanna follow you. I wanna make right with you. Just lift up your hand and say, Father, here I am. I wanna make right with you. I am coming back home. Maybe at one time you were following Him. Maybe on one time you were on fire, but you're not so sure anymore. Today I'm talking to you as well. If you feel uneasy, maybe you don't know where you are at. I'm speaking to you. The Holy Ghost is knocking at the door of your heart. Every believer praying right now, if that is you this morning, raise your hand so we can pray with you, so we can stand in the gap with you. Thank you, I see hands all over this auditorium, on the balcony, on the flanks, underneath. Last chance before we pray, raise your hand and say, Father, here I am. As Jesus was lifted on that cross, you also lift your hands and say, Father, here I am, I come back to you. You are my one and only Father. Today, I wanna make right with you. If that is you, one last time, lift up your hands so we can pray with you. You can make right with God. Say, Father, here I am. 
In Jesus' mighty name. Family, it is our greatest privilege this morning to share this moment with you. There is no greater decision that we can ever take than the decision to follow Jesus. Amen. So we just want to pray a simple prayer with you. If you would be so kind as just to put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, believers, congregation, just stretch out your hands to them and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again for my sin. I ask you this morning, forgive my sin. Make me a new person. Help me to be a true child of God. Thank you that I can now receive life in abundance, a new life, everlasting. The old has passed away and the new has come. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen and amen. Hallelujah. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.